0: Well, if Cassidy, say Cassidy, this is his second cup, right? Say that this, this 2023 cup with Vegas is his second one. And he won in 2019. And so he has a cup with the Bruins say that that played out differently. Game seven, somehow Bruins win. whatever. Um, Does it make it hard? Like, does that change the situation? Like is is Sweeney even firing Cassidy after, you know, a few years after that, if, if they have a, a cup? like if he has a cup with Boston under his belt um, and he's already had that proven success, does that make it so that they keep, uh, they keep him a little bit longer, willing to give him a little bit more of the benefit of the doubt. And, or if they decide to do the same thing, does that make the criticism that we have even worse on Sweeney for like, we would probably be sitting here saying you traded a Stanley cup winning coach. What did you expect? He was going to go win the Stanley cup.
2: Brian Brian's doing a side podcast. No. Yes, he is. <laughs> um, no. Um, I think it it definitely would have changed things had they won in twenty nineteen. Um, whether he still would have been fired in twenty twenty two or not, I guess that depends how like the next three you know what three seasons go. Um, but yeah, there's no doubt like that because by the way, like I kind of feel like some of that. Scar tissue from twenty nineteen, like that—that could be part of the locker room issues or whatever. That like we've touched on it. You can't quite put your finger on, but I like there are times that I wonder, like, does losing that game is like does that still hang over this team where where it's like something that they like a mental block they almost haven't been able to move past at times. Um, that obviously wouldn't be there. So I think, yeah, like. Cassie would be in a better place. The entire room would be in a better place because they, you know, the veterans, your Bergeron, Marcia, and Krejci, they'd have a second cup. Everyone else, Passenach, McAvoy, the entire next core, you know, other than like recent additions, would have one under their belt. And I think, I think you would just have like a much more confident team year in, year out, like knowing that they had done it and they could do it. And maybe that helps, you know, maybe everyone's getting along better in between players and Cassidy. Like, I, I don't know. I I definitely think there's a chance Cassidy would still be the coach because I do think winning a cup tends to buy you a little more time. Um, but it doesn't buy you infinite time, right? Like Claude Julian won a cup and eventually got fired, but it, it was what, six years later. So, um,
1: after missing two straight playoff. Yeah. Years, and Cassie never missed the playoffs. All he did with Boston was win two out of every three games that he coached. So um yeah, I definitely think that winning a cup would have bought him some more time, but yeah, there's a tier. Yeah. There's just a, there's a lack of clutchness and big game uh, ability with the, with, with this Bruins core over the years. And there's been a couple of examples of course, where they, they did step up to the plate in 2011. There's three game sevens that they won. And then, 2013, and you know they came back against Toronto, and there's some big moments there as well. Um But at the end of the day, when when the lights were the brightest, the Bruins' top players with this core were outperformed time and time again, really, outside of 2011, and they were outperformed by the other teams' best players in Chicago and um, Tampa a few times, in Florida and Carolina, and the Islanders, like in St. Louis, of course. Like so, they, there's there's because the Bruins I have mean, been so good.
2: He- Sorry. Yeah. Like even 2019, that cup finals, like you almost forget, like they were on the road facing a elim- facing elimination in game six and they kick St. Louis's ass in that game. And like, then they collapse right. in game seven in game seven at home. Right. And it's, it, it almost like, it reminds me of the Celtics a little bit like this. There's, there's less, some, there's something going on in the garden. They, I know people have joked about it, but like maybe bring back the yellow seats. Like, because the, the Celtics this year, is like, how do you come back from three Oh down to Miami and then lose Game Seven on just get wiped off home floor in Game Seven, um, but yeah, the Spruce teams had like some of that where it's like you, you see moments where it's like, wow, like there's that winning culture the DNA, like they've got it, and then they just collapse or like no show for a couple cool. periods. For, I refer to it.
0: I re- Sorry, I refer to the hat they gave us. The Garden gave us hats that said Bruins and Celtics 2023 playoffs and I just refer to that as the cursed hat.
2: (laughs) I think I have that somewhere.
0: I like the hat. It's cute. I wear it. But it's cursed. So, just saying.
1: Yeah, and you know, I think for me like... Playoff
0: hub. 2023 playoff uh, hub.
1: Yeah. (laughs) More like a 2023 playoff graveyard. So, for me it's like there, we talked about recently how, like, how I told you guys in the Bergeron era that they're five and seven at the TD Garden in Game Sevens, um, and they're six and nine overall and fifteen Game Sevens under Bergeron, and like those stats put them off to the side because both those are the, the winning percentage isn't good enough, but like for me, 2019 isn't just the fact that they lost Game Seven at home; it's the fact that they lost Games Two and Five at home too. Like game five, you have Char with a broken jaw and, and one of the loudest ovations ever at a Stanley Cup final ever. And what do they do? They go out there and they lose like three to one. And like everybody talks about Noel Achari getting tripped and not, game, not being called and St. Louis scores again right after that. It's like, but that was 50 minutes into the hockey game and the Bruins had not scored a goal yet. So it's like, yeah, like they, they just, it's like you lose, you, you lose three games at home to Florida you lose three games at home to St. Louis in 2019. It's like, it's not just the game sevens. It's just like, take care of business on your home ice. And, and 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 yeah, and then they go on the road when there's no pressure from Boston fans. And outside of game seven in Carolina last year, the Bruins always play well on the road against in, against elimination. They went into Toronto in 2019 on Easter Sunday and avoided elimination then. Um, Scott, you mentioned St. Louis in 2019, game six. They have a chance to win a cup of home ice. The Bruins play a great game, so... Yeah, and and when you can't perform at home, it just tells me that there's something that their their psyche is just off. They're overthinking. They're not clutch enough, and and I don't know if track record makes me say that, and I don't want to say that, but it's just the way that it is. You know, give me reasons to not think this way.
2: Hopefully I can't because they have they haven't given given us a reason. So no, yeah.
0: And that's why oh. the people on the radio can say whatever they want because you left the door open. Like, the, the, the results of the season left the door open to so much criticism. And that's just mm-hmm. – even though the season's over, it's like the punches just keep coming. And, you know, we don't, we don't necessarily know what's around the corner. Probably more gut punches to come because the roster is going to have a lot of turnover this offseason. So, you know, we're going to be sitting here criticizing – or, you know, analyzing, but people on the radio probably criticizing. Um, should they have kept this person over that person? Cause they don't have enough space. Should they have traded this person over that person? What kind of return should they have gotten? Should they have gotten? So there's just a lot of, a lot of other things that with this as the backdrop, with the loss and the, you know, the, the collapse as the backdrop, it makes it, it you just open yourself up to more criticism with the other things you do. And, and basically They're trying to solve their problems, uh, not have the same thing happen next season. And this off season, they're going to have to make tough decisions on what actually will help them not have that happen again.
2: Yeah. It's going to be tough. It's going to be interesting off season. Like we've, we've said before, it's like there's examples of teams that, you know, have these great seasons collapse in the playoffs, learn from it and go on to win a cup or two. But the Bruins just might have too much roster turnover turn over for that to, to even matter. But I, I do think like you do have to hope that your McAvoy's pasta like that whole next core, you hope there's some lessons that they learn and, and take to heart and carry forward. Even if the team the next couple years, isn't good enough to win the cup. Like, you you hope that when whenever they are ready to really contend again, that those guys now have a better appreciation for like what you have to bring in the postseason. And I know they've they've been in the playoffs for for years, so it's not like they didn't have that experience before. But you know, at some point, something has to click in terms of knowing what it takes to reach that next level and knowing that you know, no matter how good of a regular season you had, like you are going to have to reach a next level in the playoffs. So you like, you do have to elevate, you know, we talk about like pasta scoring a couple of big goals late in the series. It's like, okay, but you still need more from him than you got overall in that series. We've talked about how you need more from McAvoy. Like, you know, those guys, you're going to have to be the ones whenever a couple of years from now, who are able to, to dig deep and find more and step up the way that, a matthew kachuk did this postseason until he broke a sternum or an alex petrangelo has or jack eichel like you know those are all guys who at one point or another face questions as well you know mark stone had never won before this year and he certainly stepped up um you
0: mean a hat trick in the last game to close it out (laughs) is that that stepping up enough
2: (laughs) By the way, Denmark. the first hat trick in a Stanley Cup final game since the last time the Panthers were were there, and Peter Forsberg had one, which is kind of crazy. I think it was like 27 years since the hat trick in the final.
0: I think I heard them say on the broadcast that it was the first time that a non-drafted player won the Conn Smythe when Marcheseau won it since Wayne Gretzky.
2: Yeah, and, and really like the first true undrafted player. Yeah, like like, Gret- Gretzky came over from the WHA. Like, that was different situation but
0: yeah. yeah and he yeah he was also um a much different story a much different kind of prospect but um yeah there was some, definitely some some interesting things that happened and the the fact that march is so came from florida it, it, it was it's was just there was a lot of irony like i said earlier but anyway we're kind of like getting down to the end of it um i'm starving i haven't eaten breakfast yet i'm also probably going to take a nap um But we didn't get to a few things we have. We have a few mailbag questions that we're going to want to try to get to probably next episode. We did get a question about the potential of trading Charlie Coyle. That's not something we've really talked about. Um, So we can talk about that next episode. Uh, And once again, send questions, comment on our YouTube um, or our Twitter, whatever, however you want to do it.
1: Yeah. I mean, the last thing I'll say is going into going into next year, it's the Bruins centennial season and they have six Stanley cups. And I was just thinking out loud to myself while you were talking, Bridget, I would say, I would say the, this, this, this core of Bruins over the last 15 years or so, they've left at least one, if not two cups in the, on the table. And I would, and I, and I say that thinking that there was about six good chances to win. Cause I know you're not going to win every time you have a good team, but like, I think, in 2009, when they lost to Carolina, that team could have won a Stanley Cup. Uh, 2012, the year after they won a Stanley Cup, they could have won a Stanley Cup again. 13 against Chicago, obviously. 14, they, they collapsed against Montreal. And then I would say, even though they were good in 17 and 18, I would say 19 is five. 2020, they won a President's Trophy. And then 2023, I bet you, there was about seven Bruins teams in the last 15 years that really could have won a Stanley Cup if, if things went right. Of those seven teams, could could they have won it once or twice? Yeah, they probably could and should have. So I just feel like going into the centennial season for the Bruins, I just think like it's just a tough time to to really celebrate and, and build for, for what's supposed to be a really cool season for them when this is just the latest reminder of like they've won one time in 50 years and <laughs> and yeah. um it could be another couple, another decade before they win again. Who knows? Maybe more. You just never know.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, like, you know, when you mentioned six Stanley Cups and it's like, just as a franchise overall, they should have more than that in 100 years. But especially like if you just split it up, even the the one in the last 50 years, the one under Jacob's ownership, like. That's a tough look like they're certainly in within this last decade, there should be at least one more. I know, you know, for a while, like they like the teams in like the late 70s like they got there but they weren't beating montreal late 80s like again really good teams that got there twice but they weren't beating edmonton so you can write those ones off but yeah 2019 is the obvious one like having a game 7 on your home ice that's that's one you, you got to finish um the only, the last thing i was going to say is just a you know no connection to the Bruins, but connection locally. Shout out to Jack Eichel, who, you know, obviously we focus on Thank Bruce you. Cassidy around Thank here, you. but but an incredible redemption story for Eichel too, with, mm-hmm. you know, the way he's getting questioned and criticized in Buffalo and people wondering, you know, can you ever win with him? Is he a winner? All this. And I always thought that was unfair. Cause I'm like, well, look what they're putting around him in Buffalo. Like no one's going to be a winner with, with that trash. And then obviously he gets out of there. He has the major neck injury, experimental surgery, and now really his first full healthy seat. And I know he missed some time this year, but not because of the neck, but his first full healthy season after that, his first career playoff appearance, and he wins the cup and easily could have won the Smythe. Like it very easily could have been either him or March. So, um, but yeah, like I've, I've always thought like the criticism of Michael is unfair. Like when he was at BU, I covered most of his games that season and was in the locker room after they lost the national championship game to Providence. And like, he was devastated and like verge of tears. And like all season that year, it was everything was about winning the national championship. And you could see like how driven he was. And I think like, I always thought like he just after years in Buffalo, it's like, it almost got knocked out of like, because he wanted to win so much and knew he was so far away from it. Like, I think that's why you would see him so frustrated and, you know, yeah, at times probably not handle things the way he should have, but yeah. Happy, happy for him to win though, because that's, it's a good story. And I'm assuming he's going to be bringing the cup home to North Chelmsford and which is like, Five to ten minutes from me now that I live in Lowell. So are you
0: gonna show up?
2: Yeah, I might There's crash Hey, Jack, what's up? Yeah, go 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 hang out, and have some drinks.
0: Yeah, I mean, he was one of the casualties of when you're really really good, you and you go to the literal worst team. Uh, then you have to usually you find your way. You have to find your way to a team that actually can win uh, and get yourself out of that hole sometimes those teams turn around. Sometimes you're like, Oh no, this team is going to be terrible forever. And I need to get out of here. So that was, that was where Jack Eichel was living in a miserable situation in Buffalo. Um, And we we heard when, when Taylor Hall first came to the Bruins too, he talked about a little bit about Jack Eichel and, and the situation that was going on over there. Neither of those guys wanted to be there anymore, but good for him. Another hockey East player. Winning the cup. Jonathan Quick won another one. Um, he's a UMass guy. Since Scott got his BU plug, I got to get my UMass plug in there. <laughs> Brian, you got any? You got a plug Merrimack? No warriors.
1: no warriors that I know of. No. The only the only Merrimack warrior I can remember going to the NHL was that kid uh, Steven Decosta for like a cup of coffee with the Senators. And am I missing anybody else? Maybe recently somebody has, but well,
2: no. Kovačević Co- in Montreal. Okay. Um. Yeah, there's, there's been a couple. I think Kyle Bigos had like a cup of coffee with Edmonton at one point.
1: Did he, mm-hmm. or was he with the Miners?
2: I he, thought did he, he did. I, don't, I don't
1: know if he hmm, ever played with. Maybe not. I don't think he had the the wheels to uh, do that.
2: Col- Colin Delia in Chicago, though, goalie. He's he's played oh, yeah. some.
1: Mhm. Yep. Yep. Nobody's won a cup though. So no.
2: Nope.
1: Anyway, um, all right, Bridget Scott, any final words from you guys?
2: No, nope. nope.
1: nope. All righty. Well, thank you all for listening. We will talk to you very soon.